Hi, and welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to find and follow your purpose and build a life in alignment with your soul. I'm your host, Kitty Waters, a serial entrepreneur and coach, and I'm the founder of the Network for Transformational Leaders. The podcast shares inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. Every week, I interview top thought leaders that share their life stories, giving you advice on how you can tune in to what you're really here to do. Please go to kittytalks.com and take the free Bliss Life Audio and start creating a life you love today. Talks. We share inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. And today I have with me a very special guest all the way from Australia, Melissa Ambrosini. Hello. Hey, welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much for joining us because we were just discussing the time difference. Obviously, it's like 10.30 here in the UK and it's what, 8 o'clock at night for you? 8.40 p.m. at night, but... I usually go to bed at like 7, 7.30 most of the time. So oh. this is... <laughs> Bless you, Melissa. I... This is a wild night out for me. Well, I'm with you because I, I, I'm with... Oh, we go to bed so ridiculously early. So I really appreciate you joining us because I know what effort it takes when you're in that rhythm and in that cycle. So thank you. <laughs> um, yes, so welcome. It's so worth it. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Melissa is the best-selling author of Master Your Mean Girl, and she has just, literally, she's on pre-order in Australia, uh, her latest book, Open Wide, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on in the interview, but yeah, Melissa, thank you so much in coming on, for coming on the show and, you know, giving us and talking us through your life story. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> so what we like to do here on Kitty Talks is empower people to step into their greatness. Um, and by them hearing your story, Melissa, they're like, right, come on, it's time for me to take action. I, I know there's something inside of me that I'm not doing. Um, so would you mind taking us back to your kind of transformational moment or journey or the turning point for you? Mm -hmm. Well, that turning point was in 2010 when I hit rock bottom and I ended up in hospital, very unhappy and very unwell. And that was when my entire life changed. But before that, I was actually a professional dancer. I danced at the Moulin Rouge in Paris and I lived in London for two years and I was dancing and I did TV presenting and acting and burning the candle at both ends. I had absolutely no idea how to look after myself. I had toxic relationships. I was not nourishing my body. I had a very, very loud inner mean girl up here telling me that I wasn't good enough or smart enough or pretty enough or skinny enough. I surrounded myself with unhealthy relationships and there was only a matter it was only a matter of time before that lifestyle really came to a halt and there was no more candle for me left to burn and I hit rock bottom and I ended up in hospital 
very, very unwell physically and emotionally. I was dealing with depression, anxiety, panic attacks. And then I had a whole host of health issues from adrenal fatigue to thyroid problems. Um, I had contact the cold sore virus and I had cold sores all over my face. Like my entire immune system shut down. And if that wasn't a big enough wake up call from the universe to kind of stop and, you know, check in and, and look at how I was living my life, I don't know what was, um, you know, and although on the outside, it looked like I had everything all together, I was really dying on the inside and the way I was living my life and the, the people I was surrounding myself just weren't serving me. And I kept on ignoring all of these warning signs for many, many years. But I feel like the universe for me had to give me a really big slap across the face for me to look and to make the shifts that I needed to make. And oh. in two, oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, because when you, obviously looking back on that moment now, with the, with the wisdom that you now carry, like how do you, how do you view what happened? Like what you said, it was a wake up call for you, which is just because you're going the wrong direction or? It was the hardest time physically and emotionally in my life. Physically, my body was screaming at me. I was in so much pain. I had hives all over my body. Like my immune system was completely shutting down. And I was on so many different drugs to try and numb the pain and get me through. And emotionally, I was in so much pain. But although that was the hardest and darkest period of my life, I'm so grateful now because it was the catalyst that I needed to get me on my true path, the path that I'm on now, doing what I am doing now, writing self-help books, you know, speaking all around the world, creating products and programs to inspire and help women to live their best life and mentoring women. Like this is beyond my wildest dreams. And I don't think I would have got on that path if I, if, you know, hadn't had this, that experience in 2010, I probably would still be dating men that treat me like crap and, you know, trashing my body and being a struggling actress. So when you, I, I remember reading something that when you were in the hospital, you decided to take a life stock take. Yeah. Tell us more. Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually, that was kind of, um, encouraged by a friend who gave me a book by Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. Amazing. And as I was reading this book, I was thinking to myself, why aren't we taught this in school? Like, <laughs> why have I never been exposed to this? I didn't grow up with hippie parents. No. I didn't grow up with um, being exposed to any sort of self-help or spirituality. So for me, I was reading this book and my eyes were just wide open and my jaw was on the floor and I just thought the whole time, how come I've never been taught this? How come no one has ever told me this stuff before? Mm. And it was after reading that book that I 
really started to look at all the areas of my life, my health, mm-hmm. my wealth, my career, my passions, you know, my abundance, you know, my beliefs around money, and then my love, my self-love and my relationships. And that's what I call your pyramid of health and happiness, pyramid of success, that health, wealth, and love. And when you've got those three areas of your life kind of humming along nicely, life's pretty freaking good. Mm. And so that's what my whole work is around is helping women become wildly wealthy, fabulously healthy and bursting with love. And it was in that hospital bed reading that book that I started to look at every area of my life and go, okay, cool. I need to really take stock on my health, my wealth and my love and I need to make some shifts because the way that I am living my life now is not inspiring to myself, to other people and I'm going to end up burning myself out even more, you know, and I was so unhappy and so at rock bottom that I just thought there had to be another way. There had to be another way to live. I don't, I didn't believe that God or the universe or whatever you believe in put us here to suffer. I didn't believe that. So for me, it was like, okay, I need to help myself out of this situation. I'm responsible. I am the only one that has got me into this situation and I'm the one that can get me out. And and how did you do that? Like, I'm just thinking, because I'm totally with you. I had a similar experience myself. I looked around at my life and I was like, this does not, this is not who I want to be. And this is not where I want to be. But for someone listening, maybe they're in that place, you know, they don't like the life that way their life looks, they're willing to take responsibility. Like, how did you start to claw yourself out of that place? It's a really good question because it didn't happen overnight. No, doesn't. <laughs> it did not happen overnight. It was a matter of the first place was awareness because once we are aware of something, we can then make the shift. But until you are aware of it, mm. you're just walking around in a dark room Awareness is like turning the lights on in the dark room. You can finally see. And once you are aware, transformation can then happen. But if you're not aware of the habit or the pattern or the negative belief, then ignorance is bliss. Mm. But when you are aware of it, you can then make the shifts. So for me, I had to become really aware of all of these different areas. And that's a hard pill to swallow. You know, that is really tough to realize that almost every area in your life is not working. It's not flowing. You know, my relationships, the work that I was doing, my health, every area was not flowing. And so I had to really shine light on that. I had to turn the lights on, on those areas. And then it was about making a conscious shift. Okay, once you know something, you can't unknow it. And that's, um, you know, that's why people say ignorance is bliss, Mm. you know. But once you know it, you can't pretend you don't know anymore. You have to take that inspired action and make those conscious shifts or changes in order to 
best serve you. Otherwise, it's like banging your head against a brick wall. So for me, it was about awareness, having the awareness in those different areas of my life that needed some love and attention, and then taking the inspired action every single day. Because a lot of what is manifesting in our life is a result of our programs, our beliefs, and our stories that we tell ourselves. And maybe they were formed when we were a child, maybe even in the womb, or maybe it's lineage DNA stuff that goes back generation to generation to generation. And so when you are aware of the belief, the block or the story, you then have the conscious shift to change it when it comes up and almost like, ah, laugh at it. Oh, that's so funny. That block came up again. Mm. Because your inner mean girl is what is, that is, her role is to keep you stuck in fear Mm -hmm. and playing out those limiting blocks, beliefs and stories. But that doesn't have to be your reality. And it's definitely not the reality that I wanted. So I had to reprogram and create new beliefs, let go of my blocks and create a new story, rewrite my stories. Because the stories I was telling myself stunk. Mm. And I didn't want to tell them to myself anymore. Mm. So for someone listening, that's, you know, something that they can do really like now, isn't it? Like, they can be very conscious, become aware of the stories that they are telling themselves and see if they're empowering themselves or if there's work there to be done. Absolutely. And I speak a lot about this in my books, especially in Mastering Your Mean Girl, which is all about mastering that voice inside your head. Mm. And the three-step reprogramming process that I have is the first step is awareness you have to become aware of what it is that she's saying to you and maybe it is you're never going to meet the guy or you're never going to get out of debt or you're never going to heal from x and once you're aware of it you can then change it so awareness is the first step the second step is you choose to gently close the door on that belief, on that old story. You don't let that belief come in and hang out. We want to gently close the door on it. And then the third step is you choose love instead. Mm. You choose your heart because your truth, which is love, is not those fear-based limiting beliefs that your inner mean girl tells you. It's a very, very, very simple three-step process. Awareness, Mm. gently close the door, Mm -hmm. choose love. That doesn't always mean it's a piece of cake, especially if we've had these stories and these blocks and these beliefs running for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years. Mm. It's, it's, it can feel quite painful. And even now when I am aware of some old stories that come up, like I have gotten to the place where I can laugh at them and I have a little laugh and I don't, beat myself up. Oh, you're such an idiot. You're so stupid. They're just old programs. Yeah. And we just need to upgrade our programming. 
And how did you, you mentioned you had some toxic relationships and, you know, toxic environment almost. How did you go about shifting into having a more supportive peer group? Again, that wasn't something that happened overnight. Mm -hmm. Again, awareness was definitely the key here because I became aware that maybe these relationships aren't super supportive and inspiring right now and maybe I need to remove myself from that situation. So what I did was I did, I just removed myself from those situations and I started to hang out and go to places where people hung out that I wanted to be around. Mm. You know, I'd go to yoga studios, I'd go to meditation retreats, I would go to, you know, spiritual festivals and events and things like that. And I started to just put myself in the environments of those people that I wanted to be around. And then online, you know, I started following and, and following people online that were inspirational and that I wanted to surround myself with and that energy that I wanted to surround myself with. And then slowly and slowly, but surely, you know, those relationships build and build and build. And I think that's so beautiful that we can do that, especially with online, you know, it's an amazing platform. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the things that, um, I truly believe is when we shift direction, but it sounded to me like you had a massive wake up call and you shifted direction and then you started to get on your, what I call your soul path. You know, it was, you're now you're starting to go towards what your soul wants you to do. Did you experience, cause obviously we talk about synchronicity. Like, did you experience that? Like when you shifted direction, did things start to then flow for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the more you are on your path and the more that you are on your soul path or your truth, the universe rewards you. Mm. You know, the universe will continue to put things in your path to support you. I'm a massive believer of that. But every time you deny your truth or you ignore your path, the universe gives you a little kick up the butt. <laughs> the universe gives you that consequence. You know, there's always a price to pay when you ignore your intuition. And so I have found that the more honest I am with my truth, with my heart, the more generously rewarded I am from the universe. Mm, beautiful. And one of the, the things that we're all about here at Kitty Talks is helping people find and follow their purpose. So for me, purpose is a big topic and it confuses people and people get put off and they think oh that's too big a thing I don't know why I'm here like can you explain to people listening because obviously you didn't suddenly shift into the work that you're doing now like how did you start to discover your purpose and why you were here mm. I followed my curiosity mm. And I continued to say yes to my curiosity. Mm. So I became fascinated with holistic nutrition and health. And I wanted to learn as much as I physically could about that. And then I became absolutely fascinated and obsessed with yoga and meditation and energy healing and Reiki and Energetics, And I literally just continued to show up to follow my curiosity and to say yes to that feeling. 
there's no way I could have predicted I would be doing what I'm doing now. And there's just no way. But I do, re I do now know that this is my purpose. This is why I am here on earth. But there's also other reasons why I'm here on earth too. I'm here on earth to be a stepmom to my beautiful child. Mm. I'm here on earth to be a beautiful uh, friend, a, a daughter, a wife to my husband. You know, I have lots of purposes. Mm. Um, it's not just, I'm just, I'm not just defined by what I do. You know, it's just, it's just one of the hats that I wear. Mm. But it sounds to me like what you described was you following your highest excitement. You know, you kind of went where you were pulled and what excited you and what lit you up. And slowly but surely that purpose got unveiled almost. Absolutely. And I think it, you know, it's kind of some people get a little bit like, well, don't tell me just to follow my purpose and follow my passion or whatever. It's, it's a difficult you know, subject. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think follow your curiosity, like make a list of everything that you're passionate about mm. and then start to tick them off. Try them. If you're passionate about yoga, go and try teacher training. And then you might think, you know what, actually, I don't want to do that as a career. I want to just continue to go to my classes, but that's not what I want to do. So follow your curiosity and try everything. If you're unsure of what it is that you want to do and keep exploring keep exploring keep exploring you know that's what keeps life exciting mm. no that's fantastic advice I think for people listening if you are stuck and you're not quite sure where to go next brilliant advice write down what it is that, that lights you up what excites you and then start ticking them off and go and exploring them and see where it leads you <laughs> um so I'd love to explore obviously we uh talked at the beginning about your book and you've written two books. So obviously the second one, Open Wide, is just about to come out in uh, Australia. Is that right? Yes. So you can pre-order it anywhere in the world right now. And then it will be out in Australia and New Zealand, December 18, 2017. And then it will be out everywhere else, March 6, 2018. So Wherever you are, you can pre-order it right now and grab a whole bunch of great little bonuses if you pre-order before the 18th. Um, but this book is really special. I'm really excited about it. And when we talked at the beginning, you said it was the book that you wish you would had about relationships. <laughs> and I thought that was just a brilliant description. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's called Open Wide, The Radically Real Guide to Deep Love, Rocking Relationships and Soulful Sex. Beautiful. So it's really beautiful. We talk a lot about the concept of the masculine and feminine and understanding the masculine and feminine energies within ourselves and within all of our relationships. Because when you understand that core concept, your all of your relationships will shift. Mm -hmm. And I talk about how we as women are very divorced from our divine feminine God essence, as I call it. Um, and I teach women how to reconnect with their true God essence because, like I said, we have really become divorced from that beautiful essence within us. And I teach women how to get 
reconnect with that. We talk a lot about self-love because without self-love, if you don't love yourself, you can't love anyone else. And uh, I teach uh, women how to deeply love themselves and deeply love others and experience epic rocking relationships, not just with lovers, but with their friends and their family and how to be a beautiful in a beautiful partnership. We talk about soulmates. We talk about how to call in your soulmate. Mm. Um, and we talk a lot about self-love and uh, soulful sex, which is, you know, a result of um, someone who deeply loves themselves unconditionally first. And the whole book is to take you deeper within yourself and so that you can experience the most mind-blowing connections and relationships with those around you because ultimately we are hardwired for connection it is you know in our dna and connection makes life so much more juicy and when we're open and honest and vulnerable and we love ourselves our relationships start to really expand mm. and uh and become incredible it's not something we're taught, like you said about not being taught at school or in our families. Like we just don't get those life skills as we grow up, you know. The thing is, is like relationships are the biggest game we play. They are the biggest spiritual assignments that we have. The work just starts when you get in the yeah. relationship. <laughs> totally. Well, all of our relationships, not just our love, like our one of my biggest spiritual assignments is my 11-year-old stepson. Mm -hmm. he, he offers me the perfect learning opportunities. Mm. And all of our relationships do. Our relationships are our biggest spiritual assignments. They offer us an amazing playground to grow and learn and expand. Mm. And we are all in relationships, all of us at all time, to, to all things. And we're thrust into this world without a manual. No one, no one gives us a manual on how to navigate relationships. That's like sitting down to a Sudoku, you know, board and not being taught the way. Yeah. yeah. That's like, you'd be like <laughs> Yeah, you'd be like, what the heck do I do? You're born and no one gives you any clue of what you're supposed to do or how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> nope. And they're like, good luck. Here you go. And, and you know, if you're... If you're anything like me, the model of relationships is what you saw your parents. That is your manual. Mm -hmm. That is your playground. And if you're if you won the lottery, the parent lottery, sometimes you get epically lucky and you have super conscious parents, you know, that don't project any of their crap onto you. And you get to witness a beautiful model of what a conscious partnership is about. But I didn't get that. That's the minority, unfortunately. It's shifting, but still a minority. Yeah, I didn't get that model. And although I love my parents so deeply and they're still married and they're beautiful people, they... You know, they had their stuff that they had to work through. And that was the model that I witnessed. And so I'm so deeply committed to 
breaking my stories and my blocks and my beliefs so that I don't pass that onto my children. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it sounds to me like it's a manual for women who are looking for the love of their life, but also women who are in relationship with the love of their life because it will help them go deeper. It is for all women of all ages. Um, It is exactly that. If you are already in a partnership, get ready for it to be taken to the next level. And if you are wanting to call in that love of your life, that soulmate or the one, whatever you want to call it, then it's also going to help you. So wherever you're at, and it's not just about your love relationship, your friendships are going to expand your um, family relationships, everything. It is the modern 21st century hip gal's guide to love and relationships. And was it a kind of, uh, did you get a download one day or how was it the relationship with your partner that inspired it or how did the concept of the book come about? A little bit of both, actually. It's because the relationship that I have with my husband is beyond my wildest dreams. And I have never experienced the type of relationship that I have before. This is, this is never, I've never had this with any ex-partners ever. And when you are with someone that is your equal, your match, it is like there's nowhere to hide. Mm. So the growth that we have had together now, I'm not saying that our relationship is rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. Absolutely not. But when two conscious and whole people come together, it's fireworks Mm. and on all levels. Like it's so expansive and beautiful, but it's also like there's nowhere to hide. He calls me out on all of my crap and I do the same for him. So it's not, I'm not sitting here saying that we have a perfect relationship, whatever perfect even is. We are so deeply committed to loving ourselves, to taking responsibility for ourselves and to showing up fully for ourselves so that we can be the best version of ourselves and in our partnership. And how did, you, how did you meet one another? Mm, okay, the so we... Those are my favourite stories, how everyone met. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, yeah, he has definitely, in my relationship with him has definitely inspired this book, absolutely, and also my personal exploration. Um, and I just love these topics. Mm. But we actually met, um, we had known each other for about three years before we actually got together. Mm. So... In that three years before, we had kind of like bumped into each other and we'd see each other at an event and, you know, we weren't friends, like we didn't hang out or anything, but like we knew of each other and he was in a relationship and I was in a relationship and 
every time we were at these events, it's almost like the universe is like, you're not allowed to, you're not even allowed to really go there. Like, don't look at him. Like, and I always thought he was very handsome, but he was just out of bounds. I didn't allow myself to, to even think it. Like, it's almost like I was just like, nope, you know, because he was in a relationship and so was I. And then we were single at the same time. And we kept on being put in the same room at different events and different parties. And I remember clearly sitting across the table from him and just like literally like staring at him, asking him questions and like thinking, I just want to know more. Tell me more. I want to know everything. Like, and I felt so, it felt so oddly familiar. Like Mm. I've known you. I know Mm. you. We have, we've, been we've known each other in past lives Mm. and I couldn't articulate it but it was just that feeling of deep knowing and um he was actually kind of seeing another girl at that time and she actually knew me as well and she said to me after that party she said to him actually Melissa's your dream girl isn't she and he was like, it can't, he was like, hmm. Of course he said no to his other <laughs> Yeah, I know. But he was kind of like, oh, you know what? Like, Finally, she actually know. is. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, we, um, we're, you know, we're still really good friends with her and she's, she's like, we call her Cupid and, you know, she's a beautiful friend of both of ours and she's very happy for us that we're together. Oh, um, that's great. She, yeah, yeah, she is. She's beautiful. Um, and she, so after that, we, we would sit, we went and had a few dates and these dates were sitting on Bondi Beach and where we would talk for three and a half hours, just totally transfixed in this like, state of just like deep I know you staring into each other's eyes like having the most deep open honest esoteric conversations that I've ever had in my entire life Mm. like feeling so comfortable with another more comfortable with this human being that I've you know barely know Mm. and we did that for a couple of you know different times and um, then after another date, you know, we sat on the beach again and spoke for three and a half hours and then we went out to dinner one time and um, went back to his apartment. We hadn't even kissed or anything like that. And we sat on his balcony and we spoke about our wedding. When you hadn't even kissed? Hadn't even kissed. Wow. Then, yep. Then two weeks later, we were engaged. (gasps) Super quick. (laughs) Yeah. And six months later, about five or six months later, we were married and that was four years ago. Wow. Wow. How fascinating story. And people used to say to me, when you know, you know. And I was like, I was just going to say that. Whatever. I was so, yeah. It's so true. But I had exact, a very similar experience with my partner where um, 
it used to frustrate me the hell out of me Melissa that exact saying you know when you know you just know when you know and that really used to piss me off because I'd never experienced it and then similar with my partner our first date was 10 hours and it was like I knew him in the upside down and even to the point where I wanted to say a different name because of obviously this past life stuff coming in and yeah our third date we went to Croatia for a week (laughs) wow moved in yeah pretty much I think after about two months and just got married uh recently yeah you know when you know but (laughs) just to annoy you but um hang in there because you will experience it like in every cell of your being totally and the more you practice listening to your intuition you will hear that and this is you know I couldn't have met him in my early 20s because I was intoxicated with food thoughts alcohol and there's no way I could have heard that knowing you know when you know you know there's no way I could have heard that but because I had done so much work when I finally felt that knowing, it was like, oh yeah, I just knew. Mm. Deep down, I was like, and all my friends that had said, when you know, you know, and I'm like, whatever. I called them and I was like, I know. And they're like, oh my God. Yeah, and I think it's a really, you know, it, it flows really nice with what you're talking about with the book because, you know, people listening, if you're, if you want that type of relationship, and I think women have evolved so much more and relationships have evolved, you know, we want a best friend, we want a lover, we want a spiritual partner, you know, now that the model for relationships is evolving so much. And so by the sounds of things, the book's almost like a handbook to help you get to a point where you can be the person that you need to be to attract the type of mate that you want. Exactly. And you know what? So many men have gotten a lot out of this as well because it helps them understand us women <laughs> a lot better. Mm, fantastic. Oh, thank you so it's much. Different. Yeah, we are very, yeah. And 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 so are they. You know, the evolved man is very different too. So definitely. Thank you so much for coming on Kitty Talks. Uh, And I know that your transformational journey and story will inspire many people listening. If you're sitting on the fence and you know there's more to life, then, you know, Melissa's taken that step and now look where she is. She's in an incredible place in her life and that's available for you too. So thank you for sharing your story. and Thank you for telling us about your book. Sounds fantastic. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me and holding space. Oh, and we will have all the details in the show notes around Melissa, her books, her website, so you can connect with her. Um, but yeah, thank you once again for coming on Kitty Talks. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Kitty Talks. Be sure to head over to our kittytalks.com website become a member of our exclusive club and you'll get free interviews and access to our private Facebook group. Exclusive webinars and secret success interviews. See you there.